creating better businesses with Discovery Business Insurance. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy Business Show brought to you by Discovery Business Insurance. My guests today are two guys who are keeping Kai Licha hydrated. Head brewer and co-founder of Ukumba Beer Works, Letu Shambangu and Sigilele Debele of Siggy's Coffee Cafe speak about the challenges and rewards of doing business in a challenging market. Letu, Siggy, it's such a pleasure to have you in studio with us in the Discovery Healthy Business Show. It's been a while since I've seen you both. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It has been a while. I think yeah. the last time I saw you, Letu, was at a Heavy Chef session. And, yeah. Uh, and we um, shared, a, shared a beer together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Siggy, I think the last time I saw you was with Sia Kulisi. Yes, yes, <laughs> when definitely. We, we brought Sia uh, to, uh, to, to the shop there. To Siggy's Coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah. in uh, Kailiche. Yeah. That was amazing. It was such a great moment. It was just before you left on tour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's been so great to see yeah. both of you, how impactful your, both of your businesses, Siggy's Coffee and Okumba Beer Works, yeah. has been in the communities, uh, but now actually starting to, to, to make inroads into the broader market. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I mean, both of you have been such yeah. inspirational stories. So, Siggy, let's start with you. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just love your story uh-huh. in terms of the, the journey that you've been, you know, globally, but, but starting from here uh-huh. and, uh, and looping all the way back again. So, I mean, let's start where, where it all began. I mean, in terms of your love for coffee. Sure. Okay. The love for coffee definitely will have to be uh, where I started, which is Vida. Uh, so... I'm a high school dropout, so I needed to do some work. Uh, in entrepreneur circles, that's actually a badge of honor to be a dropout. Wow, so everyone's doing good company. You, <laughs> you and Steve Jobs, it's ah, all good. Already, right? okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, working for Vida as a dishwasher, you know, to their store manager, you know. Uh, so while I was washing dishes at Vida, like, I would look, you know, at the guys that are making coffee, you know, and then I would be like, definitely, that's where I want to be making coffee because you will see the interaction with the people that are coming to buy coffee and you want that as well because when you are washing dishes kind of like there alone in the corner you're not interacting with anyone you're just picking up dirty dishes and wash them and pass it to the guy that are actually doing the interaction so definitely i was introducing the culture of coffee you know uh and then that's where the passion you know kind of like started and then started to grow and then yeah. you, but you were then you kind of rised up the ranks quite quickly right and then uh-huh. you were if i remember correctly you were offered a position in the uk so yeah so what happened is that vida was growing and they wanted to 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 open up stores in the uk and that just happened after you know after the the whole recession conversation you know everyone was panicking losing money and stuff like that so they had that opportunity of going uh, and open up stores. So I was selected as well. I was the youngest in the team. Obviously, I had to be mixed with other guys that were been with the company for a long time, you know, so that I can learn from them. So that opportunity when it came, I was young, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, let me grab this opportunity. Let's do this, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I've been to the Eastern Cape and Cape Town. That's the only place that I know. <laughs> so imagine if you're going to fly and be in the center of the it's, world. It's a lot colder up there, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if it's cold. People were telling us that it's cold, you want to freeze. But I just wanted to be there. And uh, I got there and uh, I was like, whoa. It's know, a big, it's, it's a big city. You know, 
you know, and they were like, okay. So what brought you back? Coming back first, I started to become homesick. Uh, started yeah. missing my family because yeah. being away from it's home, a long home, way from yeah. Back. So it's not like uh, you are in the East Cape, you can just take a bus and you, you know and come. But I, I was like, okay, I'm missing my family. Maybe it's time for me to 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 go back home. But while I, I was thinking about that, I was thinking about the same thing. What is it that I would do when I get back home? You know, because seeing the coffee culture and uh, funny thing is that uh, where I was living in Hammersmith, uh, we'll walk. Uh, to the cube station and to bump into a couple of coffee shops before getting to the cube station and then there will be a cafe there. And then something strike me about the coffee culture, the coffee shops in Europe, how big it were, because in South Africa, it was just the start of that, of the, of the peak of coffee shops, like where you see lots of franchises and stuff like that. So I was like, I want this for my community. Nice. And then I started to think about Kailicha, you know, where Kailicha was back then. And then I was like, this is around like uh, 20, 2011, 2011, okay. 2011 gotcha. before, before I came back. And in Kaisha, there were no coffee shops at that time, you know, and I uh, started doing my own research about cafes in why people were opening up coffee shops. And uh, uh, I found an interesting uh, research uh, uh, in the 17th century in Turkey, where people were getting arrested for sitting in coffee shops because people, the government was against that because people would be like, you are talking about me off or draw, or yeah, draw because yeah. it's sober mind. Starting a revolution. Exactly. Yeah, so sure. I was like, whoa. All the okay. best that happens in coffee shops. Sure. And I'm like, definitely, I want to own a place that will <laughs> help. I want to be part of the rebellion. Yeah. You know, uh, but in a nice way, in a sense, because I want to, to bring this platform because I'm seeing it. It's in front of me when people are coming to coffee shops. They're talking about business, some talking about projects, some are talking about organizational work. And like, wow, you know, let's take this to Kailicha, you know, and uh, and I wasn't the first one to introduce coffee in Kailicha. There were guys uh, before me, Department of Coffee, who actually introduced coffee, and I was like so hit. I was head, 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 head when when I saw that it's them who I actually do, yeah. not me. Yeah. And I uh, wanted in, yeah, but they, they couldn't let me in there. And they were like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I have to wait, you know. So within me, in my house, I'm opposite uh, uh, government facilities there. So I was like, if I can have a coffee shop, maybe these people in front of my house will come and have coffee because there is no one going out and going and getting coffee, yeah. not forget, forgetting that they have instant coffee inside yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the premises. So, yeah, and so, you were introducing something quite fresh and new, yes. right? I mean, this was high quality coffee, mm -hmm, the stuff mm -hmm. that you'd become really good at making at sure. Reader, mm -hmm. as opposed to the kind of granules that I think a lot of people in the community were used to. Sure. This is now, you, there was an education process. Yeah, Sikhis, when we started, uh, well, people, they didn't get the idea, why a coffee shop? Why not a Shibin? Why not a tavern? Why not a Chisanyama? You know, why not a BNB? You know, with yeah. the flats and stuff like that. But uh, for me, I saw an opportunity where I can introduce something in a market where it's not a norm to have a coffee shop where we can start to educate people about the type of coffees that they can start to drink, you know. Uh, so it becomes part of my conversation. But the coffee shop, that would be a platform for people who are looking into doing things. And bringing, and bringing a real sense of craft. Yes, to it, right? yes. And so with that in mind, I mean, the craft side of things, you, yeah. you, what's interesting to me is that with both both 
Siggy, you and, and Letu, there's a there's an element of of introducing this craft, this idea of like real craft, where yeah. you know it's not it's not kind of uh, you know Starbucks or yeah. or SAB. Yeah. You know, you're taking something from the heart within yeah. the the community yeah. and creating it as an organic produce from yeah. your your area. And I, I think what's interesting to me, Letu, is is your journey as well. I mean, you yeah. originally from Zimbabwe and you came came to South Africa. Yeah. You settled in Guguletu. I mean, what was the thing that really sparked you to create your your own brand of beer? Which was the first of its kind, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like working at a bar in Waterfront for my kids. I, I learned a lot about craft beer and I'm, I'm like, I, I, like I started checking out on the culture, like in the States, in Europe, in other countries, it was a big thing. I'm like, okay, now, literally, I'm in the beginning phase of this culture in Cape Town. And the Waterfront Food Market was more like one of those places where, like, it was like the center of the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm already in here. Maybe it's time for me to add my bit into this. Uh, before that, I had worked a lot uh, in bars in Jobek and uh, mobile bartending. So I did uh, cocktail bartending. So I was trained basically to understand drinks. You know, uh, there's a guy who used to train me, used to tell me, Little, you have to learn to think with your tongue. You know, <laughs> and and he taught me how to do that, and uh, I understood flavor. You know, so the moment I caught into craft beer, I understood flavor. I was already there. I knew that my head could start creating flavors the same way that I did with cocktails. You know, so now I started looking. Okay, there is all this. What can I create that's not there in the market? You know, that's when I started experimenting with sorghum and trying to make yes. a beer that would uh, taste like umgombo, traditional African beer, sure. with the same ingredients. And uh, that's how I made uh, my uh, Ujwala Sokam Saison. And it lit up. The first day I made it, I drank it. I remember I drank it. I'm like, this is kind of nice. <laughs> but I, I never tasted it in like anything like that. So yeah. what do I do? Then uh, let me check some bottles to Maris Leta. There's a uh, guy called Maris Leta. used to be... Uh, the manager of beer house. So Mari tastes the beer with this other American guy, Torres, who was there. They're like, wow, this is amazing, bro. <laughs> I'm like, nah, are you sure? They're like, yeah, it's unique, it's different. What, what? So, I so you didn't believe him at first, but it... Yeah, he's like, he's like, go response. Yeah, I just bought a, a share in uh, the Brewers Co-op, which is a small uh, brewery owned sure. by like 16 guys. Yeah. So Mari's like, Go and make it. If you make it, I'm going to give you a tap at the house. I'm like, what? Because my dream has always been, I want to see something with my name somewhere on a shelf. <laughs> on a shelf. Just one shelf. Lords, just one shelf. Nothing more. You know, now I've got a, an opportunity to to have a tepid beer house and beer house like it's a, the center of the culture. At that time, it was like big and, and thing like that. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a, a strange irony, though, that yeah. you know internationally this thing of craft beer and yeah. craft beer is all over the show, and uh, and now all yeah. these companies are trying to market to everybody. You know, this idea of craft beer, but yeah. but in in your community, yeah. craft beer is, is it's really been part of your the fabric yeah. of your community for so long. Right, it's. I think it's the. It's not just the the culture of craft beers, crafts, food, 
where we are right now, people want to understand things they wear, want to understand where they come from, how they made, where the food um, is grown. And okay, stuff like I get that. you. So that's that's the culture so that grows. It's more about the articulation of, yeah. of, of it. Yeah, so that, that's the culture that grows things like craft coffee, yeah. although they call it origin coffee or whatever, like craft beer and all these things. So it's such, it's such um kind of awareness wave that has come with the, with the communities. So it's a, it's a tricky one if you come from usually the townships where people are low income earners. So most of the time trying to articulate all those things look like a, a, a privilege, you know, because you just want to fill up your belly and nothing else. Yeah. But then you have to introduce that to people to change that mindset that, you know what, yes, you can have that granule coffee, but actually... You can get more from that coffee from cities, you know. Yeah. Try it, smell it, yeah. you know. Smell that thing, taste it, take your time and listen. You're going to enjoy, you know. And yeah, it, it's it's like a serious mind shift. Yeah, and it's it's almost like a, it's a, there's a culture and a feeling mm. about it rather yeah. than just the product, which, uh, it's not just a which product, is really yeah. functional. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm. Siggy, if we, I mean, look back to those early days. I mean, of course, I've been to your establishment loads of times sure. and it's it's all, what's beautiful is that it's right in the middle of Kailicha but there's international tourists there's you know local community leaders there's entrepreneurs there's you know it's a bustling dynamic environment mm. it, it wasn't always like that right so yeah, <laughs> can we go sure. back to those early days sure you know, that was early like, days uh, yeah so what's happening right now it's like it's even like scares me uh, uh, because I'm seeing the level uh, of the coffee shop where it's going right now, you know, in terms of like people. And just days. just for context, sorry, yeah. the, we're talking about your mom's garage. Yes, so still a garage. We're, we're, <laughs> some people are still like, "Are you still there?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah. You, I'm still yeah. in the garage." Yeah. You know, with the amount of people that are coming, some would come even on Sunday. They're like, "Is there any other place that we can go to?" Yeah, and then I would be like, "Monday to Saturday, we are the only place." that you can come to, sure. you know. So going back into the early days uh, where I would be serving three people or none, you know, uh, which was very challenging for me. Sure. Uh, every time when I, I go back into those days, I get emotional because those days, there were days of me giving up, yeah. you yeah. know, of me not wanting to do this anymore. It's not working already, yeah. you know. So always going back to, to the why of why did you even start doing this, yeah. you know, so you get to be stuck with question how you want to be outside, you know, uh, once you close and tell people, no, it didn't work, yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, funny enough for me, when I started my business, uh, I have a daughter. So between at uh, the time she was born and when I opened, it's 10 days separate, 5th of May, 16th of May, I opened my business. So you imagine I'm not making money yeah. from, there's no paycheck for me here. So everything I have to start, you know, and make sales so that I can bank money, so that I can go and buy nappies, so I can buy milk, I can buy that, yeah. you know, which is, was very challenging at that time for me. Sure, so, yeah. so, so, so what I learned back then, it was like patience and having faith, you know, and sticking into into the grind and just keep pushing. Some people will be like, are you still doing it? I'm like, <laughs> what else I could be doing if I'm not doing this? Yeah, yeah. You know, so so yeah, like the early days were the the testing days. 
yeah. you know, for me. I mean, Leto, you, you've yeah. had some ups and downs yourself, right? <laughs> and in terms of the yeah. early days of Okumba and brewing those first beers and the heady time of watching somebody enjoy your product for the yeah. first time, I mean, I know there were some challenging times. Yeah. Can you describe what that felt like and and uh, and mm. what the context around that was? So, I uh, when when I started like a, a first at first it was like a small thing. So I used to do like make beer in my house and give it to people. Then joined the Brewers Co-op, started making hundred liters, and I uh, started selling. You know, to a few restaurants here and there. And that time, just like see. Coincidentally, I also had like a, a four-month-old uh, four daughter. She was four months old, yeah, yeah. And uh, I decided, you know what? I want to go commercial with this thing. I want to go full-time on this thing. So I started doing my research, and I went to too many people who knew the game, and all of them told me, this will not work. Stick to your job. Don't do this thing. And uh, I took a very misguided idea. I quit my job. <laughs> I quit my job. Uh, also, partly I, did, I wanted to take care of my daughter myself. I didn't want anyone to raise my daughter. Yeah, sure. So I wanted time with my daughter and also go uh, the business. You know, I believe so much. In it. So started. Hey, hey, it showed me flames. It was the whole thing you talk, you're talking about. There was a time where I have to find a way of preserving nappies, like you've got 10 nappies and you're four days away from mountains. And literally, there is no money. But we, we looked at uh, growing the brands. Yeah, I started looking at uh, the industry. The beer industry is more of a, a brand industry. When people know your brand, people identify with it. So the fabric of the brand and how you put things. So it was... Ukamba, we put Ukamba with the people from day one. That's why we even, our, our slogan says, Uchwalabitu, which means our beer, you know. So it was always with the people. So there were people who were always willing to help. Even just with a comment, with what, you know, like they tried and... Uh, yeah. So there was meaning right from the beginning yeah. and you, yeah. you, you used that as part of your brand and part of the, the culture and the heritage around that brand. I knew exactly the culture and the identity of the brand. Exactly. That's such a valuable lesson, yeah. Blair, too. I from mean, I think just, one, yeah. just creating that that why, that purpose right yeah. from the beginning. Mm. I mean, Siggy, you, you were selling coffee at a level, at a higher price and a, at a you know quality that I think people weren't really used to and... How, how did you market your product in those early days? How did you get it out to the general public? How did I get it out to the people? So first day was like, okay, how am I going to introduce this brand to the people, which is was a no brand at that time. Yeah. We didn't have the name Sigis Coffee. Sigis Coffee was not even a conversation. Yeah. I was playing at that time, friend. It was just like, a garage that makes coffee inside there because I wasn't serving my coffee. I was serving somebody else's coffee. And I couldn't take, you know, in terms of like, if there are people who are complaining about this product or it's strong or it's weak or mm-hmm. sour or I can't really take full ownership. I'm going to have somebody to blame. Those days I was like, okay, let me give people free coffee. I had a KG that I was giving away. I gave them single shots. Uh, 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 70 people they came inside and I'm like what are you doing I'm like selling coffee I had muffins cookies that's how I started my business you know and uh, I saw that people are not coming and buying now so what is it that I can start to do now I had to 
definitely speak to other people that are around in the community, people who are entrepreneurs. I had to look for entrepreneurs. Now, I'm a first entrepreneur in Kailicha, not like a first entrepreneur, but I'm doing coffee in Kailicha. Mm. There's other entrepreneurs. So how do I connect with these people? Mm. Funny thing, what happened was that a friend came to visit at the shop, someone who's a friend now, but at that time he was a stranger. So he comes inside, he's like, hi man, how's it, I'm good. You know, I was like, my name is C, I'm like, I'm Siki, okay. And then he goes like, hey man, I want to bring people to you. Mm. How are you gonna do that, bro? Because I've been struggling for the past seven months in getting people Because it's now Siobonga Yeah, Siobonga yeah, Baba. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, sure. Okay. I don't trust this guy. He's like, trust this <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm like, he, why are you going to take and return of you bringing people here? So one one day he comes and check if I'm in the shop. He saw that I'm in the shop, goes up to look out here. And then he just came there with a bunch of entrepreneurs. And all these entrepreneurs are people in the tourism sector, people who are bringing tours in the township, people who are just studying as well, just like us. Mm-hmm. And then he bought them coffee, all of them. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I was like, whoa, this guy, okay. Okay, we started talking yeah. now. We started to start so getting... a connector. Yeah, he's connecting yeah. you with the, yes. the customers that you... Exactly. Need. So I found out that he's involved in the creative space. And I had my own ideas about the cafe, what stuff that we can introduce just to revive the place and activate it. And then this guy, he had all those conversations. I'm like, we were artists, like, okay, sure, but let's work together, mm. you know, but I don't have money to pay, you know? And then I was like, no, I don't want money. Let's work together. So that's where I started to see the collaboration spirit, the whole entrepreneur. I started to be like, okay, I'm positive now about doing this thing because it doesn't feel like I'm doing it alone because there's other people who are just like me. When it hits six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning, I know there's other eight, ten entrepreneurs that are up looking to start their day. So you have to have that thing. Why are you going to be the one who's like, um, I can't do this, Mm. you know? So it was all of that. Okay. Now there's a community of people that are doing stuff. And then see, I started bringing people, started doing different events within the space where we do poetry night session, you know, tries to introduce the brand to the people who are from the community. And then people go, oh, it's a cool place. We can come and have our meetings. People started to have, oh, we can do workshops. Oh, we can do that. So all those stuff, I started to see, oh, there's a new world now in me serving coffee. And then the brand started to grow from there. I think it's amazing lesson in terms of partnerships. And this is one of the things that I think is transcends, you know, any business in any yeah. region, anywhere in the world, yeah, is the world. power of partnerships. Yeah. Later, I mean, how have partnerships impacted your business and your yeah. entrepreneurial career to date? So when I first had my space, what I did is like, okay, I've got a bar. I'll need food. I'll need people to come here. So the first thing was like, I will make the food. I'm like, nah, let me look for someone who makes food. So there was a guy who was making food and selling he had a, a group of followers of his own. So I went to him like, dude, why are you selling your food? Like, hey, bro, whenever I get events, I go there. Sometimes I even sell from my house. Like, you know what? I've got a place. You can come and sell by my place. Like, how much? What do you want for that? Like, nothing. You come and sell food and then so he started bringing people you know a lot of people and like people from many townships because he grew up in uh, in google too like uh so many people knew him they and he stayed in walanga so people knew him again in the side so we started having those people now coming to the space every time 
you know. Then uh, some guys come, they they did events. Like, dude, you've got space. How much can we we, we, we we rent your space? Like, what do you want? We do events. Okay, how do you intend to make your money? No, we charge people entrance. Like, cool. You charge people entrance, take all your money. I'll sell beer. I'll sell beer. The other guy sells food, and we do that. So we, we've always had many people in the game. We always try to split the pie with as many people as possible. Yeah. As many. I, I believe I'm one of those people who believe in working with many people. Yeah, you know, so many. I know it's a challenge. It's very difficult to work with a lot of people. But I, as long as many people as I can slot in my in my business, I always try to do. As long as it's the right people. As long as the right people. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's clear that I mean, you know, partnership has really impacted both of your businesses. Yeah. To the extent that now you're getting to the point where both of you are attracting quite a lot of attention from the broader market. Yeah. One of the things that I've realized about Ukamba and Siggy's Coffee is that. It's, um, you know, you guys have stayed faithful to your community and really yeah. kind of you've served the community that surrounds where, where you are based. Yeah. But there's a broader narrative than that, right? So, I mean, if we look at the, you know, the, the kind of the broader suburbs of, of Cape Town, just Cape Town, there's, yeah. you know, two, almost two and a half million people. That's a big market That's just big in market. of itself. But is there a case now of, breaking out of that and really getting to to broader markets is that part of your you know let's let's start with you Siggy can we can we look at what and I, you're smiling so I can yeah. see this definitely I'm, 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 I'm smiling because uh, as much as uh, one wants to get into those markets uh, uh, you still want to draw people into what's happening sure. where you started you, you know having so much that has happened that is not exposed to the people that you you want to go to, it's like if I go to that market, they will stop coming here. So for me right now, it's about actually bringing people to the township yeah. and start to see and see all these stories. You know, you may come about Sigi's story, but the stories that you'll find, these good stories, people that are doing or people that are doing great stuff there. So as much as I want to get in, I still want to remain there. You, you, you know, uh, well, it's the heart. It's yeah. the origin story of sure. your business, right? Sure. So sure. you want to retain retain that faithfulness. Exactly. So I mean, like having the right partners of going into those markets where there is a demand of you branching out there, because there's something about me going or being in town. Am I going to spend a lot of time now marketing, advertising? Uh, where's the money going to come for all of this? Uh, am I going to have a team? Because when I started Cities, I didn't have a team that I say we are doing marketing now. Yeah. You, know, you know, everything I had to think about it or I have to see other people, how they're doing stuff for me to implement those stuff in my own business. So for me, it's about if I'm getting there, is the support going to be there with the people that want me to go there? You know, you don't want to take signals from Kailicha and it becomes a total failure when it comes to town. Yeah. So you're really trying to sharpen and polish the product right mm-hmm. internally. And I think uh, and it's very clear that you're doing that. I mean, it's amazing because I think, you know, speaking bluntly, there is a bit of a narrative. And, we, you know, I've spoken about this before, Siggy, the fact that there is this narrative of the township as being this kind of, you know, crime-ridden, poverty-stricken, mm-hmm. you know, just a bustling mess. And yeah. it's not what you're doing is really changing that. And 
And, and, and not only that, but you're drawing so many people in there and people are realizing, hang on, yeah. this narrative is not true. Sure. It's, it's this beautiful community-driven place that's so interconnected and these beautiful products are coming out of it. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like in the township, there's like so many industries that are just waiting to be opened. You, you know, so the potential is massive. The right? potential is there. The people are there. If you check in the numbers of people that are there, it's like definitely there should be a ten percent of people that can actually. How do you get those people? Mm. Which is because you know that the people are there. And the narrative also, I think, is you know looking into the communities that I mean, led to. There's this this uh, disbelief of the, whether or not. The, the local community would enjoy the craft side of things, the artisanal, yeah. really kind of well-made, you know, yeah. beautifully processed uh, products such as a Wakama beer. Yeah. I mean, do you think that is changing um, in your view? So, yeah. So, uh, like I always say, it's not about the beer or what, it's about the culture. These are, uh, some people talk, they think it's about the price. It's not about the price or the beer, it's about the culture. So there is a beer that you have, maybe a very expensive uh, bottle of beer. Like for instance, I once bought a bottle of uh, a Belgian beer for 400 rands at beer house with a friend. 400 rand? Yeah, 400 rands, one bottle. We poured this in the glass. The look of it is amazing. The smell, the aroma was amazing. The taste lingered on my palate the whole day, you know. And it was, I think, one of my well-spent 400 rands. You can tell that you loved it. Yeah, that's amazing. I I enjoyed it. And the the goal wasn't to drink to get drunk. It was drinking to enjoy. Yeah. So for someone who, who, who wants to drink to enjoy a product or wants to eat to enjoy, the price doesn't matter because sure. it's not about bulk, you know. The same people that people think cannot afford craft beer, go and buy the 10 rand beer, maybe 800 rands worth of that 10 rand, 10, rand, 10 rand beer or 20 rand beer, you know, and then get drunk and wasted. But if they they are to change their mindset, say, you know what, well, I'm going to have fun and enjoy beer and go home. And they will enjoy the beer. Yeah, so a, it's, it's a narrative yeah. around the actual product itself, the craft yeah. and the story behind it, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, sure. and the thing. So we do come beer. We've always wanted to build a brand for the people. Uh, people are like us who come from those backgrounds. And, you know, and one biggest thing that we're trying to achieve is to create that sense of belief. From the from 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 the to the township kids to say you know what this guy came from the townships he built a national brand you know an international brand we 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 want to take it from the townships to the to the world you yeah. know literally we we're quite more ambitious very ambitious super ambitious it's, it's such a beautiful opportunity yeah. and it's so inspiring yeah. I mean I think when I look at your product it's so yeah. it's so polished it's got such a yeah. beautiful look and feel about it and yeah. it, it retains that artisanal quality yeah. but and you know it's such strong quality but oh, it's, it's such a beautifully tasting product yeah. yeah but at the same time I think it still retains that sense of of home the story yeah. within the community which is, yes. which is yeah. great yeah. so I think with that in mind and and in terms of you now have these these beautiful products the coffee and the beer yeah in terms of structures and creating those structures, you now 
you, both of you have, you know, these real flourishing, growing businesses. How difficult, how challenging? Can you speak to some of the challenges around creating the structures, the, the production, mm. you know, Siggy, the distribution of your mm. coffee, for example? Mm. Uh, what has that process been like? So with my coffee, um, working with a company called Coffee. Coffee, uh, they are a roastery that roasts for, for, for different clients and uh, they roast for the vineyard group for their Odebeck Hotel and Townhouse and actually the Vineyard Hotel. So after doing a couple of training where I was training their staff, that conversation of what do you think of Sigi coming up with your own blend of coffee and what is it that you want to create for the particular market of Kailisha? So my conversation is coming from instant coffee. It's like people are exposed to instant coffee. They put too much sugar when they're drinking their coffee, which is like five spoons of sugar, and it's not good for their health. Sure. So you want to come with a sweeter blend, but not, not something sweet. So that was me creating my own blend, and it's like it's the best blend. I can tell you right That's now. so clear. I never realized that because it does have a little bit of a sweet. <laughs> yes, so it's the, there, it's not there. You can feel it. It's not there. It's away. So the whole process of me creating that blend and actually having the right people to actually help me in assisting me in creating that where they will like will source these beans from here source these beans from here source these beans here because we have a roastery here in Cape Town so we'll get your beans as well in creating your blend because we are getting beans from those regions you know so it's easy to create your own blend and then how I get my orders it's like I have to order like 5 kg of coffee it's been roasted now mm-hmm. if I want that coffee Tomorrow of or Monday, my coffee will be roasted on Saturday, and yeah. then Monday is a delivery. So not really much of a of a of a hassle for me in getting that into my shop because the guy that is roasting my coffee stays in Crossroads, so I pick my coffee up from him. You know, so my challenge now it's actually getting the product out to the people. The distribution, right? The yeah. distribution. So that means I don't have that much of a distribution since I have people that are coming into my shop. So that means I have to package it well, make sure that when tourists or local people are coming into my shop, that coffee is packaged well, branded, it's ready for home use, you know. And, and I mean, so now you've evolved from just mm-hmm. actually making and selling the you know, drinkable mm-hmm. coffee at your establishment mm-hmm. to actually, you know, packaging and selling the the beans and now merchandise and all kinds of stuff with the Siggy's mm-hmm. brand yes, on yes. it. Uh-huh. And, which is amazing and yeah. I mean led to looking at what you're doing now you how are you solving the distribution challenge of your beer now that people so, have got a taste for it they want it yeah so <clears throat> we we recently opened a tap room in uh, Diamond that we talked about earlier so uh, we, we we setting up where we are right now we're setting up proper structures and that thing we now have a PR team uh, for Kamba Beer outside. I no longer have to be doing all this thing. Production at the moment, we have our recipes, we've perfected them. We we use uh, a, a facility with a, with another company. So we pay to use the facility because they've got a bigger facility. We don't have to invest in that, uh, uh, that whole thing. We want to grow the brand. Yeah. So at the moment, our main focus is growing the brands. So that's where we're putting most of our time into. And uh, also the tap room that we have is a place where we can curate our own culture, you know, in our own space. And the intention is to open 
other tap rooms in many other towns. So sure. we're actually looking to, once that one is stated, we're looking to going to open something in Jobe quite soon. So that'll be a big yeah. part of your distribution as well. Too. Yes, exactly. So that we, we, we have our own space. We, we own our own space and, and we, we, uh, we, we, we curate our own culture and sell our own beer. Then we also deal with other distributors. So in Cape Town, it's, it's much of an advantage because Cape Town is, is quite smaller. So we signed up with one distributor. So he has like 100% distribution rights uh, with us for a year. And they're going to do all our distribution. The beautiful thing is that the guy, he loves our brand. He believes in it. He's, you know, he's been with us for, for years, supporting us. He's a, he's a guy who's been in the industry for longer than us. So we're looking at, we're looking at that, yeah. So next thing we want to target places like Jobek, Deben. And uh, yeah, we, we, we literally want to be a household brand in the next two years. That's amazing. And I think, yeah. again, you're touching upon that thing of partnerships and the yeah. importance of having well-positioned partners to yeah. help you with it, that it, it helps a, a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, we just uh, got a new partner who just came into the business, a guy, Tapelum Gwena. He's coming with a lot of uh, oh, wow. PR work. That's amazing. And experience in that, uh, in, in that department, you know. So, yeah, we're looking forward to, like, a, a great times, actually. Exciting yeah, times, Chiefs. How important mm-hmm. has the role of mentors in your life been? Sure, Fred. Sure. <laughs> that was a loaded question. Yeah, I kind of like having answers. the right people in your corner is like the best thing that you can do for yourself sure. as an entrepreneur. Uh, for me, as high school dropout, it's like something that I needed to have. Mm-hmm. You know, people that will introduce systems, systems that I don't know how to introduce. You know, even though I know mm-hmm. that I need systems, but how do you Structure those systems. So uh, I have a mentor, so many mentors. So for me, as a person that is leading and owning the brand or the business courses, I'm always eyeing for the right people that can be behind me or work with me. Mm. So, but Siggy, you have been extraordinarily, I, would say, I wouldn't say lucky, but yeah. I think well positioned because you have positioned yourself in a way that, you know, you attract a lot of people to you and you have all these, these beautiful people like yeah. Sebonga, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, coming around and, and helping you out. If I get into the heads of some of our audience members, you know, and I imagine some of them would be asking, like, that's great, but how do I find a mentor? Sure. What advice do you have for them? The advice would be starting with relationships. A relationship, that's like the basic thing that you can do for yourself. Be able to, how to talk, talk about what you want to do. It's like when I meet people before I even started my business, my business was started already because that was the only conversation I was having with people. I'm thinking of doing this, I want to do this. Uh, I'm passionate about coffee, I want to start coffee. Do you have a location? No, do you think about this? Oh, okay, now there's something to think about. Once you start to open up yourself in conversation, they are learning through those people because people they can have experience yeah. you, you know uh, uh, it's just you have to talk you, yeah. you know I don't do a lot of talking but I, I do a lot of talking in my shop I don't know <laughs> I, 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 you talk a lot with both of you I mean led to you, you've been to a bunch of heavy chef events and yeah. I've seen you 
you know, work the crowd. You're very good with people. And I think both of you have this ability to, to, to speak to your customers and to really draw from them and understand from them what they want. And, and the nuances to your product has shown that, right? How important is that aspect? Like really understanding your customer being led. It's the customer is everything, you know, like, uh, I think they, biggest thing that's so, so difficult in life, it's crazy, it's listening. Listening, we we lack listening skills most of the time. Listening, <laughs> if you if you learn like to, to listen, we, yeah, we all like to talk. It's, it's, all, all, it's nicer to talk than, than to listen. So to have people, like yesterday, I had like uh, maybe 150 people coming to my place. And uh, I think I spoke to all of them, but at most, I listen to all of them, yeah. you know. So there's talking to people and then listening to people. It's, it's yeah, it's a it's quite a challenge. You yeah. just have to learn that. Yeah. What advice would you give back to to young Sigi, young young lady? Sure, I'll start with that one. Uh, well, if I look back uh, when I started to my business and where I am right now, I don't believe that I'm here. Mm. You know, uh, because it was. As much as you have that thing, yeah, it is possible. But there is a lot of impossible in the way to break so that you can get to the possible. You know, uh, I mean, like believing in yourself, having passion and just go and shoot for the stars if there is such and just be crazy. Make lots of mistakes because that's another thing. People don't want to make mistakes because mistakes like you think it's the end of the world, you know, versus in the mistake that you make, there is lots of learning that you can actually take for for next failure. But it's okay that to make mistakes. Yeah. Because yeah. you learn your best lessons from the mistakes, from mistakes right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me, I would say kids nowadays are more luckier than uh, us a few years ago. There is so much information nowadays. Information is flying around with the internet. Um, I, I was telling these other guys that day that there is nothing you will not learn on YouTube. Yeah. There is nothing. I, I never went to varsity. I, uh, not even, I never went to college, not a day. But I learned everything from brewing to marketing to anything. Everything just by listening to, to the videos of people and following the people that have done things before. You know, it's, there is a lot of even mentorship on, on online. Like you, you don't necessarily need to have a physical mentor anymore nowadays. You can just tune in and check on uh, our heavy chef and listen to 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 the to the podcast and listen to the people that have walked the journey. You know, it's and you can follow them and have them in your life, you know, in your living room every day. So, I think at this moment. It's the easiest time to do anything or to know anything. The only thing that you need now is the the, the courage to start. Yeah, success yeah. is attainable. It's more attainable yeah, it's than, more, yeah. than ever before, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cheap as that. I mean, guys, you, you really are giving us all hope yeah. for all of our businesses. And that's just, yeah. it's amazing. And I know both of you have had some extraordinary challenges, yeah. you know, in this journey. And congratulations for making it this far. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I know that it's only only just the beginning. Just yeah. So congratulations and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much for inviting us. Nice one, guys. Cheers, yes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Healthy Business Show. 
If you love this podcast, do let us know via social media, tag at discovery underscore essay. Use the hashtag DSY Healthy Business. And please do rate us on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. You can also find more shows on the Discovery website at discovery.co.za forward slash corporate forward slash podcasts. Creating better businesses with Discovery Business Insurance.